welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. Welcome to part two of my interview with fearless CEO founder Mariah Cause. If you missed part one, go back and listen to the previous episode, episode 17, so you can learn about her business, how she scaled it past a million dollars and created a four day work week for her entire team. I loved that conversation. Today's conversation, we're talking about the through line that I, I've seen being part of her programs between the students who really see the most success. And she shares both tactical and mindset advice that I know every single one of us need to hear, and also talks about how she's built and continues to build a body of work and course courses that really answer what her audience needs and answers what the market needs. It's such a great conversation. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. It means the world to me as we're growing the Purpose and Profit Club community. Okay, let's dive in. So we're going to switch gears. And I will tell you something like I observed just knowing you being a part of your programs. And I'm curious if like you know this about yourself, which is... Oh, I'm excited to learn. Okay. So... As you created new offerings, so like even now, Profit Architecture, right, is coming out. I noticed the way that you talk about both like your programs that are in existence and the things that you're like got coming down the pipeline, even just the four-day work week where you're just like, these are things we're trying. You have like a self-belief that not a lot of entrepreneurs have, meaning like, Mm -hmm. like... You're like, you come from the place and you're like, maybe I do, maybe I don't, I don't know. That you're like, this is going to work. Like, this is going to work. And especially on the client facing, I've noticed where you're like, this is going to be a game changer for our clients. This is going to work for our clients. And I feel like I didn't, I noticed like in the beginning, I got tripped up too in in launching my first course where I was like, is this good? I don't know. Like I was all like that. And I noticed like, The only thing that tripped me up and made it not good was just me thinking, is this good? Is this not good? I was just in my head about it. So I wonder if like you realize, if you do realize that about yourself, like tell the people how this, the secret, how do you develop that muscle? Like how, how are you able? Yeah. It definitely comes from years and years and years of like, so yes, I, I do acknowledge that I have an irrational level of self-belief and like I've been described as relentlessly optimistic, irrationally mm-hmm. like optimistic. Like sometimes people are like, I don't know why you think that's going to work. Like definitely been told like, that's not going to work. What are you thinking? That's never been done before. That's blah, blah, blah. And so I don't know. what I don't know where it comes from. I wish I could give it to other people. Like if I could, if I could like transfer that well, to other people, that'd be like the number one best life skill. You do that in your programs. I will say you do Thank hold you. the space for, I will say like, whether it was me or another, another participant just being like, you could feel they're like, I don't know. I don't know. You do hold the space where you're like, I fucking know. Go yeah, put I it out to, there. It's going to happen to other people. Yes, that I'm yes. like, I'm like, if you don't know it for yourself, you can borrow my That's belief right. in you right now and like, go for it. And I do, I do try to do that. I do definitely like want to like, uh, I guess cultivate that in other people, but I, it honestly, like, I wish there was a shortcut, but I think it does come from years and years and years of, um, like, 
you win some and you lose some. And so for Uh years and years and years, it's like you have failures, you have flops, but you also have some big hits and you also have. And so over the years, it's like you kind of learn like, oh, I got for me, it's like a feeling. It's like, oh, I have this like tingly feeling that the right thing is happening at the right time and it's going to match up. And I can feel like the energy of this. I can feel that like Mm -hmm. the people are like, like it's always coinciding with people are asking me a lot of questions. And that's the other thing is like, I sometimes know things are going to be a hit because I'm not just pulling an idea out of a hat or something. Like I'm creating I'm creating stuff that people have asked for or people Uh have asked me about or people like I'm, I can feel it where it's like, Hey, we're getting tons of questions about X, Y, Z. Let's create something that meets the market there. And when there's that, those two components, and then the component of me being excited about it, I think the biggest thing for people's sales and marketing and like getting, you know, the success of that is your enthusiasm. That's and right. it has to be genuine. You can't really, you can't fake it. You can't just pretend. You have to genuinely be super, super excited about it and believe in what you're creating. And so it definitely comes from years and years and years of experience and wisdom and like just actually living through it to the point where I can be like, yeah, I have a pretty good sense that this is gonna like, like, I don't know. I feel like especially with profit architecture, like one of the big things is... um We don't have any, this is a big change for us in how we're running programs. No Zoom calls, no calls Mm -hmm. at all. We're just having a private podcast feed where there will be Q&A and like that's a private podcast feed for just the clients where I'll answer questions that way instead of on Zoom calls. And that was something I needed to do because of my energy, some health stuff going on, all these different reasons. And after the last three years, I was like, the Zoom fatigue and like the screen sensitivity is so real. Like, yep. I don't know about, I just, I know a lot of people are having like issues with their eyes even and like not able to look at screens as much. And there's just so much Zoom fatigue that I was like, for my reason, for my personal reasons and for everyone else's health and safety, yep. we need to not be on Zoom calls any anymore as much. And so that felt like this thing where I was like, this is really aligned for me and where I'm at right now in my life and business. And I hope that other people feel that. I hope they Mm -hmm. get it. Like, I hope they don't just be like, oh, what's that? You know, that doesn't sound as good. And it's been so interesting since we announced that shift. So many people have been messaging me being like, this was like the permission that I needed to go asynchronous in my business. And this is like such a good idea. I'm going to do this in my program or like, wow, I needed to see this modeled because mm-hmm. we've all, again, we all get so stuck in like, well, that's exactly what's going through my head. Coaching, this is yeah. how it has to be. This is how yeah. it is a coaching yeah. program. It's a course. And then you have a weekly call and then you have this and that's what it has to look like. And I was just like, Hmm, that doesn't work for me this year. So like my schedule is really unpredictable. My energy is totally unpredictable. What's what am I going to be able to stick to? What am I actually going to be able to to commit to and do? And it's just been amazing how many people have been like, not only are they excited about that restructure of support of the program, but they're excited to implement that themselves. And they see it as like an option and a possibility for them. And so that's why I, that's why I keep doing this because I just hope, and that's the thing is like, you kind of go out on a limb and you're like, I hope that people see <laughs> there's a, that there's a riskiness this. to it, yeah, right? It like doesn't mean that it's like feels warm and fuzzy and great being like, we're going to do it this way. There's a risk riskiness to it. And still you do it. And still we go. Right. Yeah. 
and still you do it. And if you start getting just those little tiny positive feedback loops, those make all the difference to me because then it starts building where I'm like, oh, a couple people told me they were excited about this. Oh, well, this and then like it just starts building from there. Oh, I love that. So, okay, you mentioned failure earlier. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about maybe earlier on in your business when you things didn't go your way and you're and you you know that low feeling like i feel like i've gotten pretty good at processing that where like the first time i didn't get the amount of course signups or whatever mm-hmm. like it felt catastrophic right yeah. and now i'm like i i just am like oh well what do i need to tweak like it just right. doesn't feel yeah. but like yeah exactly so for somebody that's newer who is like, I think some of the immediate thoughts I think about some of my clients and the consultants in my world are like, they want to burn the whole thing down. This doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. Of just like of that initial, not meeting that initial goal or just not having something land the way way that they wanted to. So how do you handle failure or how did you kind of way back in the day? Yeah, I mean, and it still happens (laughs) back in the day and, and all the time. But I think, I think there's, um, you definitely get better at knowing, like kind of seeing the signs of like, Hey, this isn't really like clicking or something about this isn't right. Isn't quite right. So you can sometimes like course correct sooner than like going all out, you know, but sometimes you still do. And I think what I've, what I've come to do is really start to sort of like revel in and like be all of like, just kind of like basking in those like sick, sad feelings of failure and like mm-hmm. being really upset and be- mm-hmm. feeling really like giving yourself pity party and just being, uh-huh. like, ah, and just letting myself be in that space. But also for me, the thing that's shifted is that I've become aware that for me, every time I'm at that lowest, lowest point is when something is about to click And something that I didn't even think was a possibility is going to come from that, from a place of pure frustration and pure, just like sadness over it. I can't like, I'm just so frustrated. I can't do this anymore. Those are the moments where everything cracks open and you're like, oh, I have your idea. (laughs) I I think you're so right on. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I describe it as like the doors are locked and the windows are closed and you're just like, ah, and then you just like punch through the wall and you're like, (laughs) or like punch through the ceiling and you're like, oh my gosh, like there's no way out of this. I hate this. Everything is terrible. And then you're just like, wait a minute. And so for me, like, I think one great example of that is just when when I first launched my first high ticket program, and this is in the first couple of months of 2018. So like January, February, March of 2018, those first couple months, I was doing sales calls and I was miserable. I was so anxious, upset, tired. My team was like truly worried about me. They were like, this is not good for your mental health. Like you, every, like every call would end in a no. I sucked at them. I was like so bad at sales calls. It just was like clearly not for me. But, and so I was just so frustrated, so tired, so upset and failing, like failing, failing, failing at these sales calls. And from that place, I was like, well, like I'm going to give it one shot. I'm going to try to do a group enrollment where there's not a sales call. And I'm like, I basically give up. So I'm not going to do a sales call. I'm going to do what I know how to do, which is a freaking webinar. I'm just going to give people the link. And if they want to join, they can. And if they don't, I'm going to shut down this program and move on. 
That was my thought. And, and I love that. It's like conventional wisdom would have been like, Mariah needs to take a consult class. <laughs> like, you know, she needs a sales, co- like a, like a, co- yeah, sales right, coach. Like, and yeah, you're like, what if, know. what if, what if that's not it? What if we just like, kill yeah, the no. whole, yeah. We we're so yeah. far beyond that. I was like, I can never do this again. And yeah. so, yeah, then I'm like, well, I'm just going to, you know, it's do or die. I'm either going to, either this is going to work by some weird you know, possibility, or I'm just going to shut it down and move on to something else and do a different business model or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that famously did work <laughs> and yes. was, was like this whole start of the high ticket hybrid process and mm-hmm. the innovation that came from that. And then of course, like, again, that first version was so messy. It was so rough. There was no plan. It was very minimum viable, but then spending years and years and years optimizing it and polishing it and turning it into what it is today um, became one of, I think, our biggest contributions to the space is a repeatable process for enrolling high-ticket clients without sales calls. And I don't just mean like, oh, I did it once or twice in the DMs. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh, no, I uh-huh. mean like a repeatable process <laughs> that is structured and like actually make sense. But yeah, so a lot of moments like that where now I can see even even actually with with profit architecture and the the asynchronous private podcast support, I was like really kind of freaking out because I was like I can't do Zoom calls anymore. Like I've got I just can't like unpredictable schedule. There's a lot of stuff yeah. going on in my life right now. I can't do Zoom calls. What am I going to do? I was like I don't know how I'm going to like figure this out and finally came up with that idea. And so when you're in those moments of failure or just like frustration and upset, and you're like, there's no way forward, I just try to allow something that is totally outside of what I could have imagined, mm-hmm. give it a shot, see how it goes. And I love that so much. Open to it. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. I, um, when you were talking, it reminded me, I recently did this like low ticket workshop series. And on the back end, I put together like a little tripwire and I was really bummed. I was like, no one, no one bought. And mm-hmm. and I spent like several weeks just being like a little bit like not, yeah. not boohoo, but it was like, that's just sucks. Yeah. And it wasn't until yesterday that I was like, let me just check the fucking pages and see if, guess what? It just wasn't linked. Like there, there was no, they never saw it. And it was such a, I'm so glad though. Like, I'm so glad because it's like, but it was such a good example of like, instead of just in that moment being like, the whole thing was a fail. Right. Being like, make it mean ah. everyone hates you and they don't like your content and they don't want to buy from you. I should just quit. Right. I'm just like, are my pages linked together? No. Literally. Yeah. Facts, not feelings, facts, not feelings. And that's, I mean, like feelings matter, but when it comes to stuff like that, I've had so many people, I can't tell you the amount of times people have been like, no one's bought during my launch. And I look (laughs) at their checkout page and it doesn't work. I'm like, your, your, your buy now button. It doesn't it, to anything. It doesn't do anything. That's right. What That's like right. did you even look? Like something you're like, no, I was too busy feeling terrible. Like, did you even look? <laughs> like, did you even try? It's so, so funny. I I don't I don't know what to say. But yeah, I mean, like that's definitely happened where it's like you think the tripwire, the the you know, thing, the Whatever. upsell is set up, and then you're like, wait, this page is redirecting? Like, what is happening? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so funny. Um, okay. One thing I want to ask you, so two final questions. Uh, Second to last one is having taught now hundreds or thousands of students in your courses and programs, what do you feel like is the through through line of 
the most successful ones, the ones that are like, they take the strategy, they take what you give them, the program, and they like do the damn thing. And then they do the damn thing again. Like what's the through line? What do they have in common? good question. I mean, like we always sit, you know, we always put stuff together. Like obviously they have like a kind of like experimental mindset where they're just open to learning the lesson. Like you're open to doing it and you're not, you're not only doing it that, oh, this will only be worth it. If I get X result, you're doing it Mm. because a, you love to do it. You would want to do it anyway. Like a lot of our people who are successful, it's like they're launching programs or courses that they feel this like compulsion that like this needs to exist. This is something I'm really passionate about that obviously needs to be combined with like skill and strategy and stuff like that. But they're, they're not just doing it where it's like, Oh, unless I meet this exact result, I'm going to be so upset. And I'm going to feel like this was a total waste of my time. They're more like, I'm excited to learn the lessons from this. They also understand that it is a first draft. And like, if you can just get validation, you can grow from there. Like the first high ticket program that we launched, which was the accelerator in like January of 2018, the first, first time we put it out there, five people joined. And that was a lot less money than I was used to making in my launches of my courses. So it would have been easy for me to be like, uh, why am I doing this? But I was like, that's the validation. That's the seed. Mm-hmm. That's the first beginning stage of what this could become in the future. And so they, I think successful people do kind of understand that. Um, but also there's just, I don't know. I also feel like pe- the other thing that's just really practical is that people understand that um, audience building and list building and like, yeah. like from a practical perspective, it's I'm glad you said like that. people who stop People who don't, um, the people who are successful, they never stop with lead generation. And they understand that the underlying structure of their entire business is essential. Like you have to get leads and you have to get traffic and you have to get subscribers or whatever it is. Like it might be for you, depending on your your program, it might be applications, it might be subscribers, it might be opt-ins, it might be traffic, whatever it is, you have to get that consistently all the time. And that's how your business grows. And I think the people who are not successful is they just, again, not not successful. I don't mean to say it that way, but people who might struggle more, they like constantly are like fiddling with their sales page or Mm -hmm. fiddling with this or fiddling with that, but they're avoiding lead generation at all costs. That's right. Not doing anything to grow their audience or grow their list or grow their database. And that is definitely something we see where I'm just like, if you keep ignoring, like you just keep doing the stuff over here, but like you're- I call that like passive uh, action and you're like tweaking something to death. Procrastinate action or something. Yeah, Yeah. you're like procrastinate branding or procrastinate writing or whatever. You're doing all this other stuff. And I'm like, you just like have to go out and get subscribers. I have to get leads. Like that is what feeds the funnels. And I think people are like, my funnel's not working. And I'm like, has a single person opted in and they're like, no, I haven't promoted it anywhere. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, what's, what do you think is going to happen? So I just think that most successful people understand that lead generation is a never ending project and it just has to become part of your entire business and what you do. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Last question. What is one thought that you think on purpose? And this might be kind of mind bendy, but it could be a mantra, a reframe, an affirmation. Um, share that with our listeners. Yeah, lately it's um, what does equilibrium feel like for me today? And so equilibrium is a concept I came up with 
couple, maybe a year or two ago. That's just like, I would, I was definitely a person who struggled with like achievement and like wanting, like I definitely, my drive to achieve business success definitely came from like an unhealthy place of external validation. And I was like addicted to achievements, <laughs> like the next goal and the next milestone. And Aren't we all? Yeah. Award, right. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, that's how I'm going to win love and adoration and yep. acceptance. Right. So like common basic, yeah. you know, <laughs> therapy stuff. But so now, so really coming to terms with like really learning how to feel content and mm. happy with where I'm at right now and just present in that. And so for me, equilibrium is the balance of feeling enoughness, like feeling like this is enough. I'm doing enough. I have enough. Everything's good. Like I'm content and happy right as I am. And it's it's the enoughness. And then on the other side of that, being open to the possibility of expansion if it feels good and if it feels like the right opportunity. So not pushing for expansion, but just being like, oh, well, it, that thing came along. And if it all aligned, then like that, I'm open to that happening. So yeah, equilibrium for me is I something that. that I actively choose multiple times per day because you're always hit with outside influences. Like if I, gosh, I don't look at social media anymore, but when I do <laughs> accidentally look at social media, for some reason, I have to respond to a message or something. I'm just like, it throws me out of equilibrium immediately because all of a sudden I feel like I'm not enough and I don't have enough and I'm not doing enough. Yep. And I'm, blah, 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 and I've, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, so you have to choose it actively multiple times per day. That is such a great one. I'm just nodding along profusely because I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Especially the social media piece. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Tell everyone where to go to connect with you, go find you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, definitely come listen to the podcast. It's the Mariah cause show. And I share tons of stuff for course creators, coaches, consultants, you know, digital product CEOs on there. Um, the Mariah cause show podcast, my website is fearlessceo.co, And, uh, we have a ton of free trainings and fun stuff like that on there. So yeah, pretty, pretty much the podcast and the website are good places to start and find lots of little rabbit holes that you can get stuck into there. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been even better than I imagined. Knocked it out of the park. Thank you. This was so fun. Thank you. Let's talk about this concept of enthusiasm that Mariah shared in this interview today. She said it has to be genuine. You can't fake it. You have to genuinely be super excited about it and what you're creating. And I have witnessed this and I have experienced this to be true. If I feel a ton of trepidation around a course or a program or a launch or even a fundraiser or anything like that, that shows through. If I believe in something, even if I don't know how we get there, even if I don't know the exact steps to get there, but I believe that it's possible, I believe in the possibility of it, I believe that I'm committed and that I know that this is an impactful, valuable program, thing, offering, campaign, that shows through and people are attracted to that. People want to join in and and take action when you present in that way. So you really have to work on that belief. And I shared that, you know, in one of my first online course launches, I didn't have that. It was something that I was like very wavering and floppy around. It was like, is this going to work? Is this good? Is this a good idea? Can I really do that? 
And the result of that launch wasn't so good, right? Because if I'm not sure about it, then my clients and potential customers aren't going to be sure about it either, okay? It's the same in your world. So take a moment and ask yourself where you can kind of double down and find some energy and self-belief and enthusiasm for what it is you do. The next thing that she shared was this idea of handling failure and actually finding that sometimes in those moments are where the biggest, greatest, most creative ideas come. And Again, this is something that I was nodding along with going, yes, 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 I had that happen to me not long ago. I created a brand new program, a brand new email marketing program on the heels of something not going how I thought it would on a campaign, not going how I thought it would. It was like through that kind of icky, sticky emotion and disappointment I was like, it was like huge light bulb moment. And all of a sudden I hit major flow and was able to create a program, build out a minimum viable sales page and and do it. And now I'm on the other side of this and it has literally transformed organizations and founders going through this program. It's been amazing. It's been so fun. And, And it's like, I don't know that I would have harness that idea. It's something that I had been percolating around on was creating this email course, but I don't know that I would have done it if not for like that low to like kind of give me a kick in the pants. We've got to take a moment and we have to talk about lead gen. So this was another speaking of kind of like kick in the pants that one that we all needed to hear. So if you are a founder, a nonprofit, a for-profit, it doesn't matter. Lead gen matters. Lead gen matters. It's really easy when we have a successful campaign, when something does go our way, to sort of coast on it and forget that building a community, building a business, building a successful anything requires that we get people in our funnel, in the very, very top of our funnel, and that we keep getting people in our funnel. And so that was a really great reminder of that importance. And that is what kind of keeps the machine going and does keep the automation going and does provide spaciousness for something like a four-day work week when we have systems set up to keep that lead gen going so it doesn't feel like the roller coaster. All right, the last thing I want to leave you with is this idea of equilibrium and relentless optimism. Isn't it a lot more fun to develop something for the first time or even to relaunch something or create a campaign or fundraiser for the second, third, 20th time to go into it with relentless optimism instead of thinking it's not going to work, instead of thinking that the only way to do it is like the hardest way and kind of grinding up against it? So I love that she talked about that idea of relentless optimism and also talked about the idea of equilibrium because equilibrium is like the antidote to comparisonitis of hopping on social media, feeling all of the have tos and shoulds and feeling really stressed out, right? And instead saying, what does equilibrium look like for me today? What do I actually need to do? What do I not need to do? What gets me closer to my goal? What gets me, stair steps me closer to this thing that I'm actually working towards versus this thing that a bunch of other people are talking about. Like, do I really need to start a TikTok? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, right? What does equilibrium look like? Take a moment, hang out with me over at Splendid Consulting. Send me a DM if this interview resonated with you. I'd love to know. And tag us in your posts. This interview with Mariah was such a game changer. And I was really excited to have her on and share her all of her wisdom with so many of us. Have a beautiful week. You know how they say you should enjoy the journey, not just the destination? Have you ever wondered how do I crack the code to do that? I can help you do that. 
I can help you not only achieve your biggest, most daring goals, but the journey to get there. No more overwhelm, no more self-doubt. I want to invite you to book a call with me. Go to splendidatl.com forward slash book. Think you've reached out to everyone in your network? Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact-driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.